You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. According to Psalm 141 and 1, the psalmist was crying out. He was basically making a request to Jehovah. And he wanted a swift reply. Wanted him to make haste or be in a hurry in reference to answering him. And keeping that in mind, you you have to know that God can give you a swift answer. Because the implication is that whatever he was going through, He needed a reply or an answer. And the only thing that would, or the only person that would help him is God. You can tell that by the text. His focus was, God, I need you to answer. And I need you to do so in a haste or in a hurry. Now, the psalmist knew that God would answer swiftly if if there was a need for him to do so. The same psalmist penned Psalm 46 and 1, the reason he knew it. And, And I want you to notice that God will answer a move for you swiftly. Notice what Psalm 46 and 1 says. Let's go there. Keep in mind what the psalmist requested, that he wanted God to answer his cry in haste or in a hurry. And Psalm 46 and 1, the same writer This is what he said in Psalm 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. What's the implication? He will answer you or start working on your behalf right away. Now, this is the thing you got to understand, though. When you need God to move for you right away, don't get the big head and, and think that he going to move for you right away specifically the way you want him to. See, see, I can ask God for help, but in my mind, I'm looking for him to do one, two, three. If I ask him for help and tell him I need it immediately, I can't be looking for my one, two, three. I'm asking him. So what he going to do, he going to give me immediate help, but he going to do it his way. 
But his way is the right way. I said his way is the right way. And so he's going to be swift in answering because he's a very present help in trouble. But he's going to do it his way. And the best way is God's way. Because most of us know what it is to think that, well, if I do it this way, it's going to work out. And then when we did it, it didn't. Come on now. You ever had a situation, you say, well, I, I think if I do one, two, three, it's going to work out. And you did one, two, three, it still didn't work out. Then you came up with another brilliant plan and say, if I do one, two, three, four, it'll work out. And you did one, two, three, four, and it still didn't work out. See, see, God only needs to do it once. You know why? He's omniscient. He knows everything. That there is nothing hid from him. He knows everything. And so... When he does it the first time, he's going to do it right. Because, again, he's omniscient. And not only is he omniscient, he's omnipotent. He has all power. He has the ability to do what needs to be done. Oh, Lord, that sounded so good. Say to your neighbor, our God is omniscient. And he has the ability to get done what needs to be done. But I want to show you a couple of things in, in reference to what the psalmist wanted him to do. He wanted God to, to answer him. Let me show you specifically who, who God answers. We already know this, but sometimes it's just good to, to look at scriptures. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. Consider verse 15. Ready? Psalm 34, 15. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. He's looking at you. And his ears are open to their cry. You ain't got to call him. In the sense of trying to use an instrument to get to him. His ears are already open. All you got to do is talk. He's going to hear you. All you got to do is say it. He's going he gonna to hear you. He's going to hear you. His ears are open. They're receptive. And because he is omnipotent, whatever you ask him, if it's in line with his will, he's going to do it. You agree? But this is the thing. You have to have confidence that he's going to do it. You have to have trust, faith, belief that God's going to do it. You got to know that he's going he to answer me because what I ask him to do is according to his will. And when you speak such, you also got to keep in mind, but he's going to do it his way. 
I'm having confidence that he's going to do it because I asked the way he told me to ask, and it's going to happen, but it's going to happen his way. But let's consider 1 John. Let's go to 1 John in the back of the, in the, back of the Bible or going toward the back or going toward Revelation, 1 John 5. First John 5. Y'all there? Y'all done beat me there. That's a good thing. First John 5, we'll start at verse 14. Ready? Now this is the confidence that we, of the church, has in him. If we ask, and this is powerful right here, anything. Stuff about your physical condition. Stuff about money, stuff about your chilling, your health. If we ask anything, but it's got to be according to his what? His will. What is his will? What is written and what? If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Notice the confidence as we continue. Verse 15. And we know that he hears us whatever we ask. We know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. But this is a thing that, that I've experienced and I know you have experienced it too. Sometimes when you pray according to his will, opposition starts attacking you right after. You just got out the prayer room and, and, and opposition was, was seemingly waiting on you to get off your knees. Opposition part of the process. Opposition is part of the process. When you ask God and you're waiting on him to do what you ask him and you know that you ask him according to his will, opposition going to come. You know why it's going to come? To try to get you to give up your confidence. We're going to be nosy now. How many have ever cast away or stopped having confidence in the process of waiting on God to manifest the promise? Put up your hand. Let's expose you. We're not going to let the preacher put up his hand tonight. We just ask for everybody else. Put up your hand. Let us look at you. Look, look around the building. It's time for us to grow up. Hold them hands up. See, y'all put them down. Hold, hold them hands up. Let's get personal. Look at somebody and say, it's time for you to grow up. 
Ain't no need in you get mad. You got your hand up. Somebody need to tell you the truth. Help me teach the word. Tell somebody, when you pray according to God's will, you got to have confidence that he going to do according to the promise. But understand, opposition going to come. Because opposition is part of the process. Yes, it is. And when you go and check in scripture, when, when folks pray about stuff, you'll see opposition coming. It's just part of the process. It's part of it. And, and it's part of it to the point to where the Hebrew writer had to, had to let the saints know that, look, you can't cast away your confidence. Let's go to Hebrews 10 and 35 real, real quick. We want to see it. And I know y'all can quote it. But we want to see this. We want to look at this. Hebrews 10 and 35. Ready? This is what he said to the saints. Do not cast away your confidence. And this is the reason why. It has great reward. You're going to be blessed for holding on to your confidence. What does confidence in God, or believing in God, caused to happen. You holding on? The impossible. The impossible. If you can, Mark 9 23, if you can believe all things are what? I got to hold on to my confidence because God is the only one that can do what I need. Why is he the only one? Because what I need him to do is in the realm of the impossible. My credit shot. I ain't got no money in the bank. But I need a car. Because he just blessed me with a job. And in order to get to that job. I need a car. And I done been turned down 12 times. So he going to have to fix this. If it's going to be fixed. Now this, this is a blessing right here though. How many have ever faced something that was impossible and God showed up and showed up? Put them hands up. Look around you. Look, look around you now. Look, look, keep looking. Keep them hands up. That's the reason we can't cast away our what? Because the reward is coming. It's coming. But I'm going to tell you something about opposition. Opposition will, will work on your mind. Opposition will try to get you to say what you have no business saying. What's the danger of that? Death, you will kill what you done prayed. What the Proverbs 18 and 21 say? Death and? In the power of the what? You don't want to kill the impossible from, from not happening. You want to make sure you say what you need to say. Don't allow our opposition to cause you to turn into a flunky, a pushover, a wannabe. 
What did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 15, 58? Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work. Why? What you're doing is not. Say to your neighbor, holding on to your confidence is not in vain. Holding on to your confidence is what? Opposition is coming and opposition ain't playing. But if you hold on to your confidence, it's not, it's not, it's not. And so when we want God to do something, we got, we, after we've prayed according to his will, we just got to be confident and don't allow Opposition to cause us to cast away our confidence. Now back in Psalm 141, 1 and 2. Thereafter, the psalmist wanted God to look at his prayer two ways. Two ways. First way that I'm going to deal with is that he, he wanted God to look at him praying with his hands lifted like it was the evening sacrifice. Wanted him to look at his hands lifted like it was the evening sacrifice. A sacrifice is something that you, that you give that means a lot to you because of its of his value. And so the psalmist wanted the Lord to look at what he was doing as something that was of value. He wanted him to know that praying to you means a lot to me. You are valuable to me. And the lifting of the hands first means surrender. I submit myself. Unto you, because you are valuable to me. So I submit unto you. But the lifting of hands also represent a tribute. A tribute in one sense is, is when you express gratitude for what Somebody has done. Now he's asking God to do something for him in the text. But he's all also letting God know, you've moved for me before. That's the reason I'm surrendering to you. I thank you for what you've done. But here I am again, needing you to do something again. Lifting his hands in, in total surrender, giving God tribute 
or expressing to God how thankful he, he is for having him in his life and for doing so many things for him. See, some folks think that when you lift hands in church, that that's just being religious. And then some folks lift hands because they, they have just seen other folks lifting hands. But you need to understand when you lift your hands and, and, you, and you want God to see that you're doing it, that you're letting him know, I surrender to you. I am so grateful to you for what you've done. You're doing, and you're going to do. How many know you can praise God in advance? I said you can praise God in advance. Why is that? Because when you ask him to do something according to his will, he's going to grant it. I don't care how much trouble you go through. God going to do what he promised. I love Matthew 24 and 35. Heaven and earth shall, but not what he said. Not his word. Not one jot nor tittle shall pass until all is fulfilled. Hang God showed up for us more times than we have fingers and toes to count. If it be true, smile at somebody and say, I can't tell you how many times he done moved for me. And that's the reason we don't mind surrendering to him. That's the reason we don't mind coming to church, not only just lifting our hands, but giving God a good old wave off. I said giving him a good old wave off. And the psalmist said, I want you to look at what I'm doing as the evening sacrifice. When folk would come in from the field, be, be real tired, but knew they had to go to the house of God. And they would go to the house of God and, and maybe be heavy physically, not wanting to do this, that, and the other. But they were willing to sacrifice because of how much they loved their Jesus. Woo, tell somebody, I love my Jesus. Even when I'm tired, I'm coming to church. Why? He done done too much for me to skip a service. He done done too much for me not to come to the house of God. Even though my supervisor been getting on my last nerve all day. I still got to get to church and give him the praise. Let my lifted hands be as an evening sacrifice unto you but I'm still going to magnify it. They upset me today, but I still come to give you a good old hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, can't nobody do us like our Jesus. I want, I want to show you something real quick. Let's go to Psalm 134. Let's go to Psalm 134. Y'all all right? Okay, consider Psalm 134. Verses 1 and 2. Behold, bless the Lord. Notice who? All you servants of the Lord, 
who by night stand in the house of the Lord. And notice what he, he instructs them to do. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Let him know how valuable he is to you. Why she got all them hands? Why is she doing all that what she do? She letting God know she appreciate him for causing the report to come back positive. She letting God know despite the report not coming back positive, she's still going to give him the praise. She's still going to give him the glory. You got to let God know despite whether something goes the way you desire or it goes against what you desire that you still going to praise him. I said that you still going to praise him. Because God has the power even though the report turned out negative to reverse it. To wipe the slate clean. But then the psalm is also said in reference to his prayer let my prayer or my cry be set before you as incense let it be a scented prayer let it be an odor as pleasing unto you Let it be something that you appreciate and that you release your blessings because of it. See, when you please God, God will move for you mightily. Delight yourself. Me, why I'll give you the desires of your heart. I'll give you what your money can't give you. You can have the money to get a healing, but your money can't <laughs> delight yourself in me, make me happy. Glorify me, and I'll give you the desires of your heart. Let my prayer be as incense set before you. And see, incense is, is an emblem of honoring God. That's the first thing we need to understand. It's an emblem. Of honoring God. Let's go, let's go swiftly to uh, Malachi chapter 1. Y'all stay with me. Malachi chapter 1. Incense is an emblem of honoring who? God. Notice Malachi 1 and 11. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, 
Now, this is, this is prophetic. The prophet Malachi is prophesying on God's behalf. I'm going to start over. For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, all place of refuge, because we are Gentiles. Notice this. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. And a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the nations. Says who? So in incense. Again was an emblem of honor unto God. Biblically incense also refers to. The prayers of the saints. Yeah. We're going there. Revelation. Let's go to Revelation. Chapter 5. That's the last book of the Bible, right? Revelation chapter 5. Notice verse, verse 8. Ready? Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and, a, and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of who? The saints. Incense, the prayers of the saints. When our prayers go up, when David talked about let, it, let them be like incense, let them be pleasing. Let them be a blessing to you. Because when the blessings go up, here it comes. Or when the praise goes up, the blessings come down. When the prayers go up, what? The blessings Come down. I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins. I'll hear from heaven and cause change to take place for what? The better. Let my prayer be as incense set before you. But I want to break it down because if the prayers were, were going to be, or if his prayer was going to be as incense set before God, the prayer was basically going to have, have to have three elements. And I'm going I'm to talk about these elements and I'm going to be done. You ready? The first, the first element in order for the prayer to be as incense is that it had to be proper. It had to be right. Now, I'm not going to scripture, but it, in scripture... People would offer up incense that was not proper. And some who offered up incense that were not proper were killed. When your prayers are offered up, they have to be right or proper. And I talked about it earlier. They have to be in line with the will of God. I mean, I understand 
the second thing, they have to be pleasing. They have to fulfill God's requirements of being satisfactory unto him. They have to be, they have to be pleasing. They have to bring God pleasure. That was the whole thing about the incense in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. When the angels uh, visited John the Baptist's father, it was when he was in the temple and he was offering up the incense. He was actually in charge of the incense, making sure that, that it was constantly or continually going up before God. And the angel showed up and started talking to him, letting him know that it's time for him to receive a promise, that being that he was going to bless him with, him and his wife with a child. Even though they were like Abraham and Sarah, past, past age. But it's something that has to be pleasing before the Lord. And the final thing, final element, it has to be prosperous. It has to be prosperous. See, certain prayers would not, would not guarantee you success. But if you are, according to what James said, you're going to be prosperous and have success. Remember what James said in James 5? The effective, fervent prayer of the saints, all righteous people, avails what? It'll bring forth much. Why? Because it's prosperous. Because it's, it's done with a serious and sincere heart. Amen? I'm done. Let's get a little hand of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.